How do you stop? Up. Oh, Jeff's got to come up with a way to punish the dog properly. Yep, I do. You don't find something, an alternative behavior for the dog. All this nonsense of finding alternative behaviors and redirecting. No. Oh, that's right. We're having Wi-Fi problems. Hey, guys. How are you? Jeff Gelman. Of, yeah. You have to go, go under the 5G account. Okay. Hey, guys. Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training. How's everybody doing? A lot of people locked and loaded tonight. It's going to be a busy one. Okay. Don't worry about it. It's right on It's right on the Wi-Fi box, honey. I'm sorry. Let me get, Can I do my show? Do you need this? No. I guess not. I got my phone. We use your phone. Good. Okay. Thanks. Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, it's... Monday night, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Hey, everybody on Spotify. Hey, everybody on Google, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and any other so and iHeartRadio on any other social media stream that's going on out there that that, that that picks this up. Thank you guys so much. I'm loving all of the distribution. I'm loving the views. I'm loving the content. Great questions. If you haven't noticed. I launched on my Facebook page today. I put up a Patreon video that's exclusive to Patreon only. I shared it, though, with everybody on Facebook, though. I want everybody to see that because the in-depth answers that I give to people on the questions, because I can't be complete here, but my Patreon family, they get some exclusive stuff. So I did that one time for everybody to see. We're doing some AMA. Thank you for everybody that is on our Instagram page. On our Instagram page, on Instagram stories, go there. There is a little cell, a little story. You got to find it. You got to look through it. By the way, this stuff is free. Um, you can do an AMA, which means ask me anything. And hey, Angelo. And what you're going to do is this, you can ask a question and then probably Wednesday or Thursday, whenever I can get Joel to, 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 we can get together with our schedules. Um, I give you the answer last week. That was like a 18 or 19 minute video. And again, more free content. I figured it out today. I'm doing about eight hours a week, eight hours a week of exclusive new one-on-one -on -one Q and a every week just for you guys for free. I'm not, I don't expect shit in return. So keep that in mind. I'm here to help all of you. All right. Um, if you don't know who I am, that's fine. It's not an ego statement. Um, my name is Jeff Gelman. My company is Solid Canine Training. I do have a dog training facility in Providence, Rhode Island. I personally travel the world doing dog training seminars, weekend dog training seminars. Um, we specialize in behavior modification and aggression rehab. So we are known, we get dogs from all over the place with aggression problems, serious behavior modification problems. We're extremely good at stopping unwanted behaviors and rehabilitating dogs. Obviously, like every other dog trainer out there, I would hope we also do obedience training as well. You know, we obviously do basic on leash and off leash obedience obedience commands. Most of the people on this show that are going to um, are going to be asking though is how do I stop? How do I stop? The only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through punishment. Now, there is a proper way to punish. Punishment is not abuse. That's a bullshit freaking soundbite that has to stop being said out there because it's leaving families hanging. We're food trainers. We clicker train. That's what we do every day. Whenever we're trying to train a dog to 
do a new command, reinforce that new command, we use food. It is impossible, and food is praise, food is a reward. You can't reward a dog out of a bad behavior. It can't be done, you're being lied to. I won't stand for it anymore. I'm calling everybody on their shit. I never name names. I'm not calling anybody out except for my industry and all the lies that are out there. You're being lied to. All this imagined harm, all this, you'll have a bad relationship with your dog, all this lying bullshit I won't stand for anymore. I've been talking like this for 12 years, but I'm getting louder because so many more dogs are dying. So many families are struggling for, for years, years with simple things, literally. My dog resource guards, give me a break. It's a three-second fix. My dog jumps, give me a break. Three-second fix. Like all this stuff is easy once you have the information and apply it. If there's things that I'm saying tonight that turn you off, that's fine. I'm madly in love with you. But if you're struggling with it, you might want to pay attention because the only thing I ever do is give out factual information that I have done hundreds of times at a minimum and most likely thousands of times. So I come across as cocky, but I'm not. I just know the answers. I just fix the problem. None of my training creates a bad behavior. We show up at the scene of the crime. The bad behavior exists we show up and fix it. So all this stuff you hear that, oh, that's going to correct. When your dog is being leash reactive and you correct it, it'll make it hate dogs. Bullshit. I show up after the leash reactivity is there. Got it? So a couple of rules here. Say something. That's where you type your stuff. That's a good rule. Rule number one. Rule number two is... There's a little dollar thing there, super chat. Some people like to throw us a little cash. I've got, I don't know, 5,000 videos, 10,000 hours of audio content out there, lots of free content. Some people like to be like, you know what, Jeff? I rehab my dog. I train my dog. I'm making progress with my dog with all your free content. Click. There's a buck. There's two bucks. I use that money for date night. I don't know if you saw Linda or not in the screen. That's Linda. She's my wife. Joel and I work together. Okay. So none of that. No, we run a freaking professional operation here. Okay, here we go. We ready? Yes. Oh, hold on here. We got a good night break. <laughs> Angelo. We are not ready. Love, we have to say goodnight to Angelo. Mm. Good night, Angelo. Good night. Hey, you want to say good? This is you. Say it's YouTube tonight. Oh, to now YouTube. he's going to be shy. Let's say goodnight to YouTube. <laughs> bye, YouTube. Okay, bye. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's go. All right, go. let's go. Mariah. I've been following you and using the prong collar for leash training and it's wonderful. When specifically do you use the term heel and what is the difference between come on, let's go and heel? Well, how do all of these commands fit in with e-collar leash training? Okay. Two different questions. Also, some of these questions need 10 minute answers. Some of these questions need one hour answers. Some of these questions need a three week board and train, but <laughs> so you're going to get the shortened version of a lot of stuff. Remember my training on this, this, this show is not complete, you know, we, you know, we're huge advocates of, of, of proper diet. I personally do raw with my dogs, proper diet. We're huge advocate of structured exercise. I'm 
big advocate of my dogs going around, you know, running around and playing chuck it. I swim my dogs. I run my dogs. But I'm a huge advocate of I'm a pet dog trainer. Remember that I'm a family pet dog trainer. I've got three high drive dogs right next to me. I'll show you a picture of them later, a video of them later, like right next to me. They're lying down doing nothing. So heel is a more formal walk next to me. No sniffing, no marking, no turning right, no turning left unless I do. Keep your don't don't be, you know, put your nose on the ground, no dilly-dallying, and don't be distractive or reactive to anything. That's heel. I usually use let's go if I'm 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 off leash with my dogs and um uh, it's time to go back to the truck. Let's go. Come on, guys. Let's go. And they just follow me. I do that. Um, and then as far as um, come on, I don't use come on, but I guess that could be the let's go. All right. As far as commands fit in the e-collar leash training, guys, the e-collar is a tool that is used to communicate training. That's all it is. It can be used to stop a huge amount of unwanted behaviors there and help dogs get through fear and work on their state of mind. But whatever tool you use, training is training, a command is a command. Okay, next. All right, T Lemon 8301. I understand timing is everything and correcting the bad unwanted behavior. How do you proceed if you miss the warning sign the growling has started? So say no and stop the growling. Got it, next. So the Kate, hi Jeff and Linda. Thank you both as always for dedicating your time. Jeff, I've been working with Jess who is wonderfully responsive to schedule our Skype and I look forward to speaking with you. Awesome, the Kate. Next. Uh, Kevin, hi, Jeff. How can I get my pit to stop running towards the door when knocked on or when people are passing? So what you want to do is this, Kevin. This is easy to fix. Okay? It's easy to fix. This is a bonker. I'll talk about bonkers a lot. Okay? It's a towel. Okay? There's nothing inside of it. There's no metal bar inside it. Okay? Like, what's inside that thing? Like, I guess more towel. All right. So what you're going to do is this. How do you stop? Up. Oh, Jeff's got to come up with a way to punish the dog properly. Yep, I do. You don't find something, an alternative behavior for the dog. All this nonsense of finding alternative behaviors and redirecting. No. So I grab Joel's boob. Hey, Jeff, pick up the coffee cup for me, would you? Seriously, that's what you're telling people to do. By the way, at work, we're extremely professional. She knows this is a different genre, just for letting everybody else know, okay? But I'm being serious here. I walk up to Joelle, grab her boob, and she goes, hey, Jeff, can you do me a phone and, can you, <laughs> phone, uh, can, can you can you just hold my phone for a second? <laughs> use that exact hand and use the pick up the phone. <laughs> right. That's literally what you're saying, <laughs> to redirect. No, that won't stop me from grabbing your boob. What will? A good quick kick to the my fucking nuts will. Now, you're not going to do that to your dog, even though, by the way, guys, back in the day, they put long lines around dogs' testicles to teach them recall. <laughs> and some people still do that. Talk to yes. any farmer out there. So this is what you're going to do is dog rush to the door, say no, take a bonker, throw it extremely hard at the dog. If it, if it can hit the dog's head. What is that, pity? Even if it wasn't a pity. You know, you can take a two-by-four to a pit bull's head when it's fighting another dog. It won't care. So it's a towel. Boom. Also, remote collar, which I prefer. Why? Because you don't have to have good aim, and you can be up to a half a mile away. No, make it uncomfortable. How do you stop a dog from rushing a door? You make rushing a door 
uncomfortable to the dog. It's as simple as that. Next. T Lemon 8301. My rescue has all of a sudden started growling, barking, vicious sounding when I approach at various times. I know he has to be corrected, but since he's already heightened, what do I do? Okay, number one, it doesn't make a difference that he's rescue. Got it? Guys, rescue dogs don't matter. Everybody's got a rescue dog. Everybody. It's just a dog. It's a dog. I just say that because sometimes people use that as a, well, I don't know what its history is, so I don't want to do this, or that's why it's doing it. Guys, I get dogs from some of the best breeders around. They're just as fucked up as the rest of them. Okay. So, and there's tons of dogs that come out of shelters that are so incredible. It's like, I'm blown away. All right. For $25. So what I want you to do is this, something's going on with your dog. You absolutely have a relationship issue that's going on with your dog. That's bad, which some people would say, Oh, build a better bond with your dog. Give it more love and affection. No. How about this? You growl at me. I correct you. Now, this is where people make the mistake. They're mad, they're angry, they yell, and they scream. The loudest I ever am in my life is during this show, and I'm not mad or angry. I'm just animated and loud. But when I train a dog, though, I barely ever talk or I'm very, very low level commands. I'm nice and calm, I'm balanced, and I'm centered. This is sort of like a show. It's like, ah! Okay, I want people to stick around to see what the next... The next answer is that's that actually is the goal. So what you want to do is remote collar on your dog. Tr first of all, train your dog fully anyway. Remote collar on your dog, say no, correct. But for relationship stuff, that dog should be held accountable for everything. Create your dog at night. Create your dog when you're not home. I want you to work on crate protocols, threshold protocols, obedience, train that dog, hold that dog accountable for a lot of things, cut down on affection. All right. And Train your dog to do shitloads of stuff, obviously, but the magic to stop that is punishment. I don't care. You can have a dog know 50 commands and you'll be in the same boat because you didn't address that. Next. Jane T, do you have any tips for teaching a down in motion with the e-collar? Not for sport. I'd like to train it for safety. My dog has a good down when she's stationary. Thanks. So I don't teach that at all. If you want it for safety, teach a better recall. The way you do down in motion, though, is... Teach your dog, it's going to be a slow, you, what you do is this. So it's going to be, you can do a leash and prong and leash. If your dog knows a leash prong down, meaning if you say down and you pop the leash, it downs. It's important the dog knows leash pressure. It's very important. So we deal with dogs that do down and boom, they were dropped. We also can train with a food lure. We can train with no leash pressure whatsoever, all right? But it's important for this process, in my opinion, and this is how we do it. So remember, my information is based on my experience of thousands of dogs. It's you want to make sure that dog understands pressure down on the dog. So what you're doing is you're healing with your dog next to you. You slow down and you say down. And as you say down, you pop the leash down. I mean, you're walking really, really slow and then you keep walking forward, okay? And then what you do is you gradually speed up with your down and then pretty soon that dog knows, as soon as I hear down, I drop. You can also do that with a remote collar as well. Um, that's that's how we teach it. So it's, a, it's sort of like being able to walk away from your dog um, one foot at a time, three feet at a time, five feet at a time, stuff like that. Great. Now, what you can also do is, I'm sure there's other ways to train it. That's not my level of expertise. Why? None of our clients' dogs need that. They don't. They got way bigger issues than down in motion. Next. 
Kayla. Um, look into sport dog videos next. Kayla, tips for getting dog to stop growling and grumbling when son pets or approaches him. Son is autistic and not good with dogs, but doesn't care much for dog. Okay. Um, but correcting never seems to help. Okay. Do me a favor. I don't want you, just let's make this really easy. I don't want your son touching that dog. Let's make it really simple. Does that fix the problem? No. Autistic son. I've worked with plenty of children with special needs. That's not what the issue is. But the, the child the child doesn't like the dog at all, right? Really? Mm -hmm. Good. Okay. Dog is growling. I, I don't want that child interacting with that dog. It's done as of right now. Simple as that. Could we counter condition? Sure. Could we rehab? Sure. But let's not do it. I'm sorry. There's too many things going against us right now. If you came into my training center, I would give you probably different information because I can work with you one-on-one. -on -one. Literally, I'd work with your son. I'm really good with special needs kids. And I would work with um, uh, uh, your dog. And I would literally role play it over and over and over again. And I'd have tons of information that I can give your son, tons of information I can give your dog. But coming into this show right now, until you meet someone that is extremely good at what needs to be done, I don't want your son petting the dog. Next. Melissa says, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Hey. Hey, Melissa. Hey. Uh, Josh, so many live shows. I can't keep up. Haha. Ha. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, you're welcome. Lindsay. Hey, Jeff, you're amazing. Two days of place work and I can run around and shout words and Leo won't break place until told two days. Should we wait until his, he's e-call or acclimated to add more distractions? Fuck no. Jump right in. She said we've only worked with the prong so far. Get the vacuum cleaner out. Hey, you can dance like I do. You can dance. Do this, man. Try different sexual positions. Not with a <laughs> not with a dog, but with your lover. Go ahead, have some fun. Go, keep going, uh, guys. Did you hear that? Two days, two days. This is a normal. This is a normal response I get from people that watch my free content. And guys, it's not just me. Hundreds of dog trainers across the country are doing a really great job out there in the United States, around the world as well. Lots of them are. But most people are going through three, four, five dog trainers because they're, they're, they're spewing lies. Two days. It's disgusting what's going on out there in my industry right now. Next. Julian. Yes. Tried bringing food on walk with me to reward just passing by people and not being nervous, but dog won't take food. What would you do? That's because it's too nervous. We okay, just let's clarify here. We use food to train dogs, but Julian, fuck the food. Don't bring it. Mark it with good. Got it? Mark it with good. Your dog's too nervous. Nervous dogs don't take food. Mark it with good. You know how hard it is also to do a food reward during a walk? It's really complicated. Next. Yuko, hi, Jeff. One of my dogs afraid of prong collar, but he heals next to me. No reactive strangers dogs, not reactive stranger dogs. Okay, I'm not sure of the question. If your dog doesn't like the prong collar, tough shit. The dog's gonna have to get over it. But if you're saying to me that your dog walks perfectly next to you, doesn't pull on the leash, isn't reactive, I don't care what you walk your dog on. You can walk your dog on a slip lead, on a on a piece of rope. You can walk your dog on a a, a harness. I mean, I don't like, I hate harnesses, but go ahead. You can walk your dog on a martingale. Walk your dog on a flat buckle collar if you want to. Doesn't matter to me. Nobody has to do any of this training, but people that have dogs that we heal properly next to them don't come to me historically for walking next to me. But if the dog doesn't like the prong collar, 
you can get your dog to like the prong collar. You do a shitload of food association or you change your mindset about the prong collar and just go, hey, dog, that's just the way it's going to be. There's no choice. Next. Uh, Lauren, when training an aggressive dog, is it always possible to get them 100% okay with the trigger of aggression? Um, 100%? I don't know. I don't know. Do we do we have dogs that we do? Of course we do. Are we as successful with aggression as we are with non-aggression? No, we're not. It's aggression. You got a genetic component and you got a lot of learned behaviors and you also have a lot of outside stimulus that you have no control over. But depends, but we are very good at getting dogs to not give a shit about the things that they used to give a shit about. So say strangers, people that pet the dog. My dog used to growl when people pet the dog. Wonderful. We can work on that. We do work on that. But then you get some jerk to come up and freaking almost almost make out with your goddamn dog and pinch its ears and do it. Like, like what? But my dogs won't put up with that. And I don't want them to put up with that. Are there dogs that do put up with that? Absolutely. I was driving behind a, I was driving behind a, a um, someone today and I was stopped at a light and the woman stopped. She had this large breed dog and she came upon, upon two other women and they're like, oh my God, hi, that's a beautiful dog. They immediately went down, they were rubbing it all up. Looked like it was doing okay to me. Maybe she never had a problem. Maybe she's going to have a problem. But right there, right then, didn't seem to look like a problem at all. I wouldn't let people do that with my dog. She seemed to be doing okay. She's not going to be calling me up for her dog biting people. So she doesn't have to listen to my stranger protocol advice. Maybe she's got other advice like jumping on people or, you know, doesn't have a good off-leash recall or stuff like that. So, so 100%, there's not much you get 100% on. Next. Allie Wynn. Hey, Joelle and Jeff. Hey, Allie. Hey. Kara, what are some ways to get a solid recall? I have a sport dog e-collar. Train recall really, really well to high levels. You want to utilize a long line, a remote collar, food, and obviously dog training. So we get dogs, depending on what's going on with them, we get a lot of dogs to turn on a dime and come running back to us in high levels of distraction. But it's a process. It's a process. Next. Uh, Gwendolyn, hi Jeff and Joelle. I hope you both had a wonderful weekend. Um, I worked. I did. I just finished up a seven-day seminar. I worked. You, you worked this weekend. Today's my day off. Today's your day and off. I'm working now. <laughs> and I also, <laughs> I also saw you at work. Yeah, I saw you. I saw you work today. Yeah. All time. Joelle was a good weekend. Joelle has taken over a lot of my social media, so she's got technically a second job with the company. Yeah. Jason, hi guys. I'm struggling to get my dog to do a perfect heel with zero distractions. They walk perfectly fine with distractions. They don't pull, but they walk an inch ahead. Correction with prong and e-collar. So an inch ahead's no big deal. What I'd like you to do is this. I want you to watch my 180 move. 180 move. It's a video on my YouTube channel. Also, what I want you to do is learn how to remote collar heel your dog. And what I want you to do is give information to your dog way before it starts pulling ahead. Okay, get your dog to start walking a little bit behind you. Okay, get the dog's state of mind calm. Next. David, hey guys, glad to see you. Glad oh, to who's see that? you. Who's too, that? David. David, hey David, how are you, buddy? 
Uh, AJ, proper way to correct running in the house, high momentary, continuous dial up. Oh, first of all, you stop that immediately. A dog should never, if you want a couple of small breed dogs and like you don't have a yard and you want them to be running around in the house, I mean, it's not the worst thing. Personally, I don't like it at all. So, um, but, but what you want to do is do both. Do both. Stop the nonsense. Then you can say, you know what? Go to place. So I don't do free roaming in the house. Why don't I do free roaming, or free roaming in the house? I want my dogs to be with me. So I got three dogs lying down next to me. Right before this, they were out in their kennels. I've got a kennel room attached to my house. They just ate dinner. They were out there. They went outside to go potty. They came up here. I'm going to be working probably till about midnight tonight because I got a ton of stuff to catch up on because I just did a seven-day seminar. Actually, got about two days worth of office stuff. It's going to take me a while to get caught up on it. Um, and my dogs will be next to me the whole time. Next. Uh, Spinisper, have, right. have you ever encountered a dog in your career that just couldn't be rehabbed? I've seen you work, and I'm sure it doesn't happen often, if ever, but I'm curious. Absolutely. Of course. And if anybody says they haven't, they're not working with many dogs or they're lying to you and they're trying to like, and it's all based on ego. Of course we have. Guys, look at how fucked up we are. Look at us. Drugs, alcohol, lying, cheating, stealing, crime, out of shape. Yelling at people, screaming, disrespect, physical abuse, mental abuse, sexual abuse. Look at us as a freaking human race. And our dogs are supposed to be perfect? No. Nope. Nope. So, and then there's also dogs that, there's also dogs that we don't feel can be at the right level of expectation that the owner is asking for. We usually tell them that right off the bat. It's like, listen, your dog isn't going to go there even before we start working with a dog. And that's not thinking negative, but it's unreasonable. And then also there's dogs. Keep in mind, guys, we see dogs for up to five weeks at a time. So three to five week boarding trains. Every once in a while we do eight. Ideally, these dogs would go through a six month boarding train with us. They'd live with us for six months for full immersion, reboot of their life. But number one, Nobody wants to leave their dog for six months. Most people don't have the budget, even if we did a lot of probe, some of that pro bono. But, but but that's where we give so much so much owner training. You guys do the boarding training at your home after we're done. But all dogs get better. All dogs get better. Ronin, my Turkish Kengel, when I got him, he was biting kids, getting into dog fights. He attacked me every day. He's been clean and sober for for over six years now. And, and, and he, he's, he's not managed either. And I'm not against management. I don't like, he interacts with people all the time. He interacts with dogs all the time. He's met hundreds of people and hundreds of dogs at a minimum in an uncontrolled environment. He's, he's doing fine. But then we also have dogs that are like, no, you have to manage them for a while, possibly the rest of their life to keep everybody safe. Next. John Johnson, what is the three most important things someone should train their dogs when they first get them? Well, this is this is more of human stuff. Guys, you can have a dog that doesn't know any ob obedience at all, but has good behavior. Okay. Got it? 
A calm state of mind is more important than, than, than any obedience command, in my opinion. And so many dogs know all these commands, but they're wrecks. So, probably shutting up in a shutting up in a crate is pretty damn important. Most people want to walk their dogs, so having a dog walk on a leash is important. If you got an off-leash lifestyle, recall is important. But I would say establishing a good leadership structure respect relationship is probably the number one thing, and that's not done with affection. Next. By the way, guys, I'm not against affection. I'm not against spooning with your dog at all. I'm not giving against affection at all. But most people have it backwards. They're a number 10 on affection and number five and below on all the other stuff. Next. Uh, Casey, I have a 16-month-old Malinois who has a facial deformation that makes her appear to snarl. How do I keep her from snapping at other dogs who think she is aggressive? Um, and then she says, my 16-month-old Mal isn't food-motivated. I don't know how to find her motivation besides a tennis ball that gets her more excited. What can I do? Right, I know. I mean, most Mal's have got high ball drive. Your dog can have high food drive, though, if you only use food. If you only use food for training and don't use it for like out of a bowl. So I assure you, if you, if you start doing training with your dog and use its food as the reward, the kibble as the reward and stop feeding it out of a bowl, your dog will get food drive. It'll get food drive. So um, as far as, and with a male uh, or with any high drive ball drive dog, you can get your dog to do just about anything for a ball. But as far as the facial deformation might trigger another dog being aggressive, but dogs are also really good at feeling energy of dogs. They're good at feeling energy of dogs. Um, they definitely will look at facial features on a dog as well, but they can feel if a dog isn't like feeling right. So your, your dog is snapping at other dogs who think she is aggressive. Well, in order for a dog to think she is aggressive, that means they might be acting aggressive-like. So your dog just might have a bad greeting style. But if your dog snaps at a dog that just walks up to say hi and it's off leash, you would say no and correct your dog. But you should be correcting your dog in other venues first. In other venues first. All right. So let's not blame the facial um, uh, the facial issue and let's address that we've got a, possibly a snapping a snapping dog next. Chevy, hi, hi guys, love you. Gutted, I missed the one with Sean. You can watch the replay, Chevy. It's on my. I kept it up. Next. Fantastic canine training. Hey, Angelo. Hey, I'll tell him you said hi. <laughs> the Kate. Sorry, Joelle. Hi, Joelle. I typed hi, Jeff and Linda before I saw your pretty face. Don't worry about it all. It's no you, worries. Usually, Linda opens the show up, so yeah. no worry about it. Next. Uh, Melissa posted the link to Instagram. Oh, thank you, Melissa. Kayla, I also saw Insta story of Angelo in ballet. He's the cutest little kid. He is the awesomest. That's right. He is. Yep. Loves his ballet. Next. Double duckling. Hi, guys. When I e-collar correct my dog for fence barking at my neighbor, she runs by me or inside the house and doesn't want to go back out. What's my next step? Do I make her stay outside? Thanks in advance. Well, it's good to know that your dog's starting to understand the punishment. Okay. What's the next step? Yeah. Put your dog outside. Next. If your dog wants to sit by the back door, sit by the back door, that's fine. Go outside in the backyard and get some engagement. 
get some engagement. You want to make sure that your dog, after you do a high level correction for anything, you usually want to you usually want to keep the dog in the same area and make sure that it's not the backyard that's hot, it's the fence that's hot. Next. Melissa, dog waits to go through thresholds, waits to eat and goes in and out of kennel, but runs everywhere after being released. How do I slow my dog down? Yeah, you, but you know, I've got a dog when you say break, they're always in hundred miles per hour. They're high drivey dogs. That's just how they are. Put a leash on your dog and start walking your dog, sl slowing your down with a, with a leash. Next. Uh, Mika, hi from Australia. I have a question about separation anxiety. Our dog shows her anxiety by peeing. She was asleep in her crate when thunderstruck. I let her out to sleep in my room that night, but woke to a puddle. What should or shouldn't I be doing regarding fear of thunder and distressed dog in crate? She also pees when we are getting ready to go out. What should we be doing? Okay. It sounds like it might be two different pees. First of all, check for UTI. It's probably not that. It's behavioral. Number one, um, I think you, 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 you messaged me and I messaged you back on this. And you felt bad by having your dog in the crates because you didn't want to have a negative association with the crates. So you put the dog in your bedroom. Well, with, again, with that logic, what you're doing is now your dog has got a negative association with your bedroom, right? So, so this concept of negative associations in the crate around thunderstorms is the, is is, the, is is just is just wrong. So if someone told you that, they have the wrong information because it's not true. It's not true. Um, uh, what you can do is this. What we do with dogs is for thunder phobia is I would put your dog in the crates and I would make sure your dog was lying down in the crates. Okay. I can't tell a dog not to be afraid. So I, sometimes the mind in that situations can't be controlled, but the body can be controlled. So holding a down position that I can control, even if you're afraid, even through extreme fear, I can keep you in a down. Okay. And I'm not going to be holding the dog down physically. Training will do that. Okay. And then what you're going to do is the dog will process. The dog will process. So what you're doing is you use your emotional side instead of your, 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 your right, your, your thinking side. I mean, which is fine. It makes you human and it makes you normal. So from a analytic dog trainer's mind of, of as well as us being able to do this so much, we would have a dog go into a crate and lie down. Now, some people would suggest drugs. We're not anti-drug. If you ever want to go the drug route, we're a huge fan of CBD oil. CBD oil, we're a huge fan of that. We're seeing really great success for a multitude of health issues, as well as a little bit of anxiety. But training still has to happen. As far as getting the leash on, your dog is getting excited. What I would do is make sure when you grab the leash, you personally are not like using any verbal cues. To, like literally, even don't even say, do you want to go for a walk? let alone, you want to go for walkies? Like, don't, please don't do that. Okay. I'm not saying you are, but I'm like, I've seen people like get, they get their dogs all juiced up and then their dog jumps on them or pisses and then they're frustrated. So let's make sure you're nice and calm. Um, you can also actually tell your dog to do go into a down um, and, and wait to put the leash on. This is what we do. Whenever it comes to nervous pee, fear pee, excitement pee, we never directly address that as well as car sickness, by the way. We put the dog through our structured program, all of our all of our protocols we put through, and organically, nervous pee, excitement pee, um, and and fear pee, and car sickness historically goes away, without ever addressing it. Next, I have a dog right now that was car. Every time she put him in the car, he threw up. Gunner and I just had him in my car the other day, and he didn't throw up. Didn't throw up. And, and we and and we didn't ever address it. 
Remember, if your dog is out of balance, okay, and then you put that dog in the car, what do you think it's going to do if it's prone to these issues? So put your dog in balance. And how do you put your dog in balance? Watch all my videos, guys. There's no secrets. All the breadcrumbs have been laid for you. We show everything on our social media. Okay? We're not. And, and some people are picking and choosing. Some people are picking and choosing. They're like, can you tell me? I'm like, hold on here. You've been attending my fucking show, and I love you for that. You've been attending my show for a year. I've already told you what to do. You just were looking for an answer that you felt comfortable with. This isn't addressed to um, Mika, by the way. This is not addressed to you. These are general statements. When you guys ask a question, obviously the way my mind works, I go off on these little tangents because I want to be able to share as much info as I can. That's all relevant in, you know, information. So it's important that, are you on the 5G? Something happened to our thing. 5G and then use that password, okay? So then, um, uh, uh, anybody else here in New England having a problem with Verizon? Because they're about to get the kibosh. We've got a, <laughs> I got a lot of, the kibosh. I got a lot of internet between my Good companies. Good thing I have unlimited data. Okay, Jeez. I'm telling you, man. I'm, we're going to have a, we're having a conversation tomorrow. It's like, I make a living <laughs> with Wi-Fi. I pay for 150 up, 150 down. You're, you're giving me shoddy service. All right. Um, so that's what you're going to do next. Um, Satan secretion. secretion, whatever. Is yeah. What next. <laughs> it's close enough. My dog is suddenly not <laughs> getting along with other dogs at the park. He used to love the park. But now gets into trouble, does fine with one-on-one -on -one interaction. Same deal with daycare, unfortunately. Okay. If your dog came to us, we would fix it. If he went to our daycare, we would fix it. But your dog isn't. Therefore, you should be definitely not going to off-leash parks. Stay out of them. There's way too many variables. My advice, remember, guys, please remember all of this. My advice is geared for owners to be successful. No matter how good we make your dog, what happens if the other dogs there don't know the knowledge that you or me or your dog has? It all goes to hell. With our place, all the dogs on our property know the rules. And the daycare there, chances are something probably happened at the daycare. Or how old is the dog? Doesn't say. Didn't say. Your, if, you know, if your dog is under two, it changes. Or your dog also can have an injury or a medical condition. But chances are it's purely behavioral. So something might have happened at daycare. Most daycares are clueless about animal behavior. Next. Uh, Eric, if my dog is mouthy when greeting people, should I bonk him in the act? Or can I e-collar correct him in the act? Or either is a good correction? I would e-collar correct, but make sure you do it around a friend first. And also, I don't want your dog going up to people and greeting. Your dog's not the ambassador. All right? It's not the ambassador. Tell your dog to mind its own damn business. Hey, you, seen, not touched. Next. Um, Eric also said, see you in Simpsonville in a couple of weeks. Oh, we'll fucking fix it right there, Eric. <laughs> cool. Please. Yeah. Chuan, go ahead. Go ahead, dog. Nibble on these hands. Okay? I'll make you, you know, I'll get you. You're going to want to run out and you're going to want to run out and, and buy yourself a T-shirt that says, uh, a nibbler in rehab, or I don't know, something like that. <laughs> Trust me. 
You ain't gonna freaking new t shirts. Yeah, I don't know. You ain't nibbling after you meet me. And guys, I'm not some harsh, mean dog trainer. All this stuff is like it's 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 simple to fix, it's calm, it's relaxed. Whenever anybody hears stuff like this, is like, man, he must be beating dogs. What are you nuts? We got a waiting list two months long. We put out daily videos of all of our work. You got to be kidding me. No, not at all. But it's more about the attitude. It's like, it's unacceptable. You can't do that anymore. We won't have it. Next. Mariah, I guess I meant when, how often do you use heel when walking? Is it every single time you pull back on the leash? If he keeps getting ahead too often, should I make him sit, do something else? No, don't make your dog sit. Don't make your dog do something else. Teach your dog to heal. If your dog is not healing, you would say heal. You would say heal. So all those other commands are casual. Next. Uh, Melissa, she posted um, your RV dog trainer seminar website. Awesome. Thank you. Eric, are there any dog behavior books that you recommend? Like maybe the science behind it? Fuck the science behind it, Eric. Okay. If you really want to go backwards in life, read some science-based dog training book. No. First of all, it's not complete because punishment has never been studied. Nobody's writing about it. The best book out there, go to Sean O'Shea, thegooddogway.com, the good do- and buy his book. Said I'm being serious. I don't care what you think about what I'm saying. Buy his book. The science behind dog, it's the biggest freaking bunch of baloney out there. No, it's not complete at all. Next. Um, Lion's Roar, tips on how to use a head halter. I don't know because I don't use them. So I'm sure there's hundreds of videos out there on people that do. So I would go to YouTube and I would type in how to use a head halter. And there's probably tons of videos and tons of people that can, that can help you. We don't use them. Next. Melissa, dog heels on loose leash on walks, but breaks heel when on family walks and I have my stroller. How do I correct the heel? Teach your dog how to heel next to you on with a stroller. So teaching your dog how to heal is an active training process that takes human interaction, giving information to the dog. So when you say loose leash, we don't do like classic loose leash like a J. We don't do that. We don't do the formal AKC obedience heel. Why? It's too difficult for dog owners to do. So we're practical. The dog gets about that much leash and it is loose. Get yourself a prong collar put it on the dog, watch all my videos on how to use it, teach your dog how to heal next to you whether when you're when you're when you're walking a stroller and keep the dog healing to you, not the stroller. Next. The Kate, I heal on the left but want to train dog to heal on the right using a different command. Do I guide the dog with a leash behind me to switch sides? That's what I do. So I do foos on the left, vlock on the right. The word doesn't matter at all. So what I do is I used to say foos I still do foos, dogs on my left. What I do is I say vlock. My hand reaches behind me. I grab the leash and I put the put the dog on my right. At the beginning, it freaks them out because they're like, we never heal on the right, Jeff. What are you doing? So, but yes, that's how you do it. Next. 
Eric, if I'm proofing a dog from another room using a video cam, should I just correct or say no from the other room as well? You can just correct from the other room, but you have to make sure the dog understands what the correction is or the dog will just freak out and run away. Next. Mila. Hi, Jeff. I just got a puppy three months old. She barks the entire time I am at work. I have her in the crate with a t-shirt. What can I do to help her relax and sleep? Okay. Put, get a new t-shirt that says shut the fuck up and make sure you put a mirror there. Shut the fuck up should be backwards though. Get backwards print, get a mirror. So when the dog looks in the mirror, the dog <laughs> can read it. I cannot. Mila, Mila just logged off and she'll never watch my show again. Mila, I love you. 12 weeks old, this is what I would like you to do. You actually could put a bark cow on a 12 week old puppy. You could. I mean, people would be like, that's too young. Nah, what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? Let's make sure that your dog knows how to be quiet in a crate when you're not in the room. Let's make sure your dog sleeps in a crate at night during the day when you're home. 12-week-old puppy should be spending 18 to 20 hours in a crate anyway. So all of our protocols for crate, and also how long are you leaving the dog for? A 12-week-old puppy is only going to be good for about three hours in a crate. So next. So what you want to do is teach your dog how to be quiet in the crate. If a dog's barking in the crate and you are in the area, you can actually take a bonk or you would say no and hit the top of the crate. It's okay to punish a dog in a crate. All this nonsense out there that like, oh, the dog will have a negative association and think the crate is a bad place. I want the dog to think that the crate is a good place. Like, it doesn't work that way, guys. Focus on the behavior and stop worrying about all these like imagined harm, negative association stuff that just aren't real. So... Get your dog to be careful how much time you spend with your dog. Dogs should be spending a lot of time doing nothing. So 12-week-old dog, we are on 100% kibble training. We'll use, we use a clicker or a marker. Everything we teach is going to be historically, it's with a leash dragging, lots of structure. We also do a little bit of play, but most of that time that dog's in the crate. That dog should be taking naps in the crate. So give it, make sure it spends a lot of time in the crate, but also you're only going to get three to four hours of crate time. Next. Jimmy, my dog is always very hyper and excited after a bath. Any way to calm her down so I can dry her? Yeah. Correct her. You actually can get yourself a bonker, hit leash on the dog, bonker, say no, bonk. Boom. Dog goes, oh, sorry. I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be acting like a fool. Next. Uh, Chiba. First, I would like to say thank you for your content. I've had a lot of success training rescues that needed homes. Because of your content, they were able to get adopted. Chiba man, thank you. You're doing the hard work. I just got a big mouth. So I appreciate all the work you're doing. Next. So that was like a three-parter. So oh. he also says, now working with a super reactive dog, she constantly is scanning for something. When she sees a dog, she loses her mind. She gets corrections as soon as she becomes aroused via prong and e-collar. But it just doesn't seem to phase her. No matter how firm the leash pops are, she responds to e-collar but just continues to go into frenzy. So you might be a little bit late and you might be chasing it instead of instead of squashing it. Got it? You might be a little bit late. You might be chasing it instead of squashing it. So what I'd like, so what I'd like you to do, so what I'd like you to do is as soon as you go out for that walk, a lot of people are going to struggle with this concept, but guess what? It works. When anybody has a leash reactive dog, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get yourself a bonker. It's a towel. And you're going to be standing at your front door. Stand at your front door. Open up your front door. Got it? And then 
if your dog tries to a little bit go out the front door, even a little bit, say no, bonk your dog. Oh my God, that seems so harsh. Nope. You're teaching the dog the word no. You don't teach the dog no, no when it's in drive. You don't teach the dog no when it's aroused. You teach the dog no when it's calm. Pick up the bonker, walk outside, see that what the dog is, tell the dog to heal. If the dog even slightly starts to scan around or pull, no, boom, bonk again. Now go for your walk and stick to your normal protocols. Got it? We do it, it works. Next. Top chat. Top chat. David, David Smith. Hey, David, $4.99. David, what he did was there's a little dollar sign down there. He hit that. People can throw money up. No matter how many questions are in the queue, they go right up to the top. At least they're supposed to. The six the, the six month old German Shepherd dog who used who used to like tortoises just started counter surfing. Big stim, right? I forget to keep it on inside. David, guess what? The countertop's starting to look a little bit like a freaking turtle. All right? You know what to do, buddy. You know what to do. All right, let me know. So here we go. Today is Monday. Dog is counter surfing. A dog could die, guys. A dog could die from getting something off the counter. And no, I don't want you to walk in the kitchen and say off. No. Great. Now the dog gets off and now the dog knows off. Wonderful. It won't stop the dog from jumping on the counter. What do you do? Set up a video camera. Let the dog roam in the kitchen. Put some yummy food up there. Let the dog get up. Highest level on that remote for three seconds. Oh my God. That's going to be terrible. The dog's going to have a negative association. Well, for that, I hope so. Right? I hope that dog learns to hate that counter. I hope that dog becomes deathly afraid of that counter. I hope that dog never wants to go near that counter. A dog could die if it gets on the counter and pulls something off. There's food. Also, a dog can take food. You approach it to get food out of its mouth. It could attack you. We see this stuff all the time, guys. These are the phone calls I get. So you got it, David. You're, you got this. Next. Karen, hey, guys. I'm using a long line for recall, and he does great. Remove the long line, and he's not consistent, not food motivated. Help. Thanks. Oh, shit. For some reason, I can't get back to... Guys, you have to hold on. I'm trying to get... I can't close this comment, though. It's okay. I got it. Oh, there we go. Okay. I'm sorry. You're, you're going to have to... You're going to have to... Um, Do you want me to reread that? Read it. I'm sorry, guys. Yes. Next. All right. Karen. Hey, guys. I'm using a long line for recall, and he does great. Remove the long line, and he's not consistent. Not food motivated. Okay. So dogs have food. Dogs might not be food. What was the name of that person? Karen. Karen. Um, so the dogs, the dogs probably... You haven't done it enough. The dog's not on a remote collar and you haven't proofed it under distraction and gone to punishment level. And the dog will be food motivated if it only uses food for recall. Next. But what I would suggest is remote collar, train that dog on recall with no distractions, start in a long line, start layering in distractions, go to punishment level for non-compliance. This is just a sequence of how to do it. I've got videos on this stuff. And then if the dog doesn't re return to you, now you have the remote collar that works. Why? Because life happens out there. 
And also, if you haven't been working on this for months, it takes a while to get a reliable recall. Next. Kayla, are there ways you could imagine someone who's diehard raw feeding be able to train with their meals? Gotta love raw, but can you train at all with that? Diet? Yeah, you can dehydrate it. Um, you can also start buying like raw treats sort of in bags and then just like cut them up in small pieces. Next. Becky, hi, Jeff and Joelle. How do you use a choke chain properly? I walk two Rhodesian Ridgebacks who are very well stop, behaved. Stop, stop, I don't train on choke chains. So I have no idea how to use it properly. Next. She also said in a prong collar, is it a similar technique? Okay, a prong, yes. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just wanted, I didn't need to hear the rest of the question because I don't use a choke chain. There's a humongous difference between a choke chain and a prong collar. How do you walk a dog on a prong collar? I've got free videos on my website. I'm, I'm sorry, on my YouTube channel. How to size it, how to fit, put it on, how to fit it, how to introduce it, and how to start walking it. They're free. Watch the videos. You'll train your dogs. Next. I missed that there was a, another important piece of info there. Go ahead. Sorry. The dog tries to chase turkeys. Okay. Next. Okay. Next. Um, Melissa, she posted your website. Awesome. Thank you. K9W dog training, older dog, not happy about new puppy, how to manage the older yep, dog. Yep, a lot of, guys, so many dogs don't like puppies. The energy, the getting in your face, all that stuff. You have to advocate for that older dog and, and keep that puppy safe. For now, keep them safe. This isn't, again, I'm not there. I That's a hands-on, need-to-be-there thing because there's so many variables. And if I tell somebody to, to you know, advocate for the dog. This is going to be the goal. Allow that older dog the freedom that it's that it has. The puppy needs to learn how to respect. Now, ideally, you've got a good puppy raiser for a dog, and the puppy goes over there. The older dog growls, gives the puppy a nip, and the and the puppy runs away. And the dog, the puppy, instantly learns respect of space from the dog. But a lot of dogs won't do that. What they do is they keep getting pestered by the puppy and the owner goes, oh, that's cute. Isn't that great? It's like, meanwhile, the puppy's going, help me. Like, I need help over here. So it's up to owners to notice and advocate that the older dog is struggling and move the puppy away. Next. Chiba, is it safe to use e-collar and prong together? E-collar manual specifically said not to use with a metal collar, maybe as long as they don't directly touch. We always do. We always do. We put the prong collar up high, the remote collar down below. I mean, theoretically, they don't ever touch. No. Because the prongs, the contact points should be going into the, into the skin. All right. Right there. Direct contact. The box is on top of that. The fat of the skin, the fat of the dog and the muscle of the dog with the pressure of the collar pretty much hides the contact points. The collar is positioned a couple inches above it. So I can't imagine them touching. Next. Samantha. Hi, you guys. Need some help. Taught my dog the out command. He has high ball drive, but now when he fetches, he only walks back halfway with the ball and drops it. How can I get him to come back to me? Teach a better recall. Teach a better. Well, you might have to teach forced fetch, which I don't teach. Forced fetch, Google it, look up a video. I don't teach that, okay? So what you can do is keep a long line on the dog, bring the dog back to you, and make sure the dog drops the ball in front of you. But teach for fetch. That's not one of the things that we train because we don't teach fetch in my training program and my personal dogs don't struggle with that. 
So I'm just being a little bit creative here. Dog doesn't return to you. Fine. You absolutely can teach the dog to return to you through proper recall. Now, I don't know how to teach. I don't know how to teach. Keep the ball in your mouth the whole way. That's not my skill set. None of my clients have requested that. And no dog needs that with the issues that they struggle with. But there are many people that know how to do that. So forced fetch will get that for you. Next. All right. Any sport dog trainer can help you with that. Next. Deanne, I've been working on crate training my seven-month-old puppy. He obsessively licks at the crate when he's in it. Is this something you would correct? I suspect he's doing it because of stress. Mm -hmm. Remote collar. Put a remote collar on the dog. You lick the crate. It sucks. Next. Melissa Harvey says Verizon's cutting out back west too. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Melissa. Next. Lions Roar, how to stop people reaction. My dog is a golden lab and he likes to greet people. I don't know how to stop him. Oh, just don't let him. Just just, just don't let the dog meet people anymore. I don't care if the dog likes meeting people anymore. You don't. And, and, and frankly, I don't want your dog meeting people. You know, especially, on, I mean, I'm, we're talking about on a walk, right? We're talking about on a walk or if the dog's off leash running up to people. It doesn't make the difference what the breed is. It's like walk next to me, ignore people. Because it's it will be dangerous at one point. Your dog will want to go greet someone and possibly run across the street, possibly knock a child over, possibly go up to somebody that, like, frankly, if your dog ran up to me, I would not appreciate that. It's like nothing to do with like, oh, aren't you a dog trainer? So what? I'm out in public. I don't want dogs running up to me because I have no why? Because I know I have no idea anything about your dog. Can't you read the dog, Jeff? Yeah, it's being a pain in the ass. That's all that matters to me. I'm not interested in your dog coming into my space next. So teach your dog to walk next to you and teach your dog to ignore people and don't let people pet the dog next. Eric says, unfortunately, coming without the dog, but I will work on it coming to your seminar. Um, where, where, which seminars are you going to, Frederick? Uh, Greenville? Simpsonville. Simpsonville. I'm doing privates on uh, Monday next. Uh, Mariah. Oops, I realized you just answered my question. We'll watch the 180 video. Appreciate you so much. No problem. Eric says he will check out Sean's book. Awesome. Sean. Good. Um, cosmetic tattoo by Terry Lively. Thanks for your vids. Have had my staffy Pete for two years from the rescue. Did a Skype session with you and resolved some issues he had. He's the best now. Love from Texas. Look at that. Love you, man. Or woman. Sorry. Or man. I don't know. Terry. It's a unisex name. Next. Lydia, when getting dogs ready for outing in the morning, dog on place and doesn't break it as I'm as I'm getting second dog ready with gear. First dog will not stop whining out of excitement. Bonk doesn't work. You just get a remote collar. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. She says, e-collar doesn't work. Prong pop doesn't work. He just stiffens, stares at me, and tries so hard not to be <laughs> Sounds like your dog. <laughs> it really is why I'm laughing. I'm so sorry. But he just keeps whining. <laughs> <laughs> you're describing you're just you're describing joelle's journey in life okay literally <laughs> joelle has a dog joelle has a dog that is as she describes it as it's a pain in the ass yeah i think she might even saying annoying pain in the ass yeah. one thing that joelle did was she got the dog out of her bedroom i know yep. and she put the dogs joelle lives on the property so 
Um, she's one of the people that makes sure that at night things are really, really, you know, obviously safe. It's a, it's a nice responsibility and I, and I feel fortunate to have her. We actually have a bunch of staff that live on the property um, overnight. So if your dogs are with us, well, they're, 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 they're monitored. Um, nobody sleeps in the dog room though. That's just silliness. That's actually bad for dogs. Um, she got the dog out of her, out of her, out of her bedroom. I know. And she's telling me that she's getting more sleep. What I would do is this, what's the relationship with the dog like? How much duration is the dog? First of all, you might not be bonking high, hard enough. You might not be using the remote collar hard enough. Okay. If you might get, make it suck enough, the dog will stop. The issue is it could be a learned behavior that's been going on for a while. And chances are the dog is just getting ramped up. Um, it's probably an anxious type thing. So what's the duration look like? What's the duration look like? But what's your also your relationship outside of the, the that that situation look like? How much affection are you giving the dog? You know, how much affection are you giving the dog? How much demanding are you giving that dog in in you know in place? That's more of like a holistic 360 degree training thing to stop some of these small nuances right there. Next. All right, Kayla, do you guys get many hounds? Are there any issues in particular you end up getting a lot of hounds in for that you'd recommend a prospective hound owner to take action to avoid? They, they just can be really freaking loud. <laughs> They're just, they can have this annoying freaking baying. Baying. It's just like annoying. Sometimes <laughs> when you correct them, they respond by baying. It's like, oh. <laughs> It's like, it's like, I would, <laughs> we just had one. That's why. It's like, hey, knock it off. Okay. Oh! <laughs> so, we're going to wake up with Angelo. Linda's like, Linda's going to be, Linda's going to, Linda's going to come in through that door. She's like, guys, you know what? We can't, we, we can't do the show in the house anymore. Next. Um, Michael, Michael, when I walk my dog and he sees a squirrel or bird, he runs after them. What can you recommend I do? Um, that sounds like your dog's off leash. Then number one, let's make sure your dog's got really good on leash, heel, on leash, recall, off leash, recall. And what you're going to do is the first sign of arousal, the first sign of arousal, what you're going to do is you're going to tell your dog to knock it off. So we frequently walk, my dogs are always, always off leash. Um, and we're always seeing rabbits and we're always seeing squirrels and we'll see, I mean, we don't see any deer, you know, in the, in the city. Um, there, there's all kinds of different rodents. There's also rodents or there's other, also other dogs, you know, so what I, birds. So what I would do is at the first sign of arousal, you would apply your punisher. Um, again, I use the word punishment and it's not like, oh, I'm punishing my dog. I feel bad. That's just facts. This is what it is. It's just a, it's just a methodical process that you do to communicate with your dog. You're either rewarding your dog or you're punishing your dog. There's only, you know, those are, those are the two major things. So that's what you're going to do next. Uh, Misty AEG, my mom's dog chases its tail when she gives her boyfriend hugs or attention advice for her. Yeah. Get yourself a remote coward. Tell it to knock it off. There's a button. that's the, the, the stop chasing your tail button. So that it, it's just excitement. That's the way your dog is dealing with excitement. Um, a friend of mine in New Zealand, she met me at a seminar in Australia and she had a um, a dog, 
And um, for seven years, this dog chased its tail. Whenever there was a truck that would go by the house or any other thing of arousal, it would spin around and chase its tail constantly. Um, it went on for seven years. She went to numerous dog trainers. She went to numerous behaviorists. She put the dog on numerous medication. Um, no success over seven years. This is someone that actually works with dogs as well. Very smart person, extremely smart person. And I said to her, and, 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 and shock collars, remote collars aren't big out in New Zealand and they're sort of frowned upon as well when I was in Australia. Um, and at the seminar in Australia, I said to her, well, have you used a remote collar on the dog before? She goes, no, I haven't. I heard that that would make it worse. And I'm like, seven years. Like, do you really think it can get worse? I mean, it was literally destroying her life. Obviously, the dog was highly stressed too. So she went home. And she put it on the dog and she, the dog started chasing its tail and she corrected it high and it stopped and it never happened again. And she wrote me this letter that, that, that I freaking cried my eyes out because she's a smart person and she works with dogs and She's been struggling for seven years. Even struggling for a year is too much. Six months is too much. And all these people are coming up with all the same advice that I always say, bullshit advice. I usually say fucking bullshit advice. I usually say unethical advice. All these redirections and all these protocols and all this... BAT stuff and all this counter conditioning and then tr putting the dog on these medications and, and, and then even recommending euthanasia and re recommending removing the tail. And well, it was a bull terrier. And then people are like, that's what bull terriers do. And I'm like, no, that's not what they do. That's what dogs that are not in balance do. And I, in five minutes, it was stopped. And I wasn't surprised. I'm like, yeah, no shit. That's why I do the work that I do. Seven years of pain that she was, literally, she was in pain. So get a remote collar and do it. Guys, the flavor of every single thing I do, of every piece of advice, is take that little statement there, which I had no idea was going to come out of me right now. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say on this damn show. But every bit of advice, whether I say fuck before it, or I make a sex joke, or I'm 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 out of control, or or it sounds crazy, or I'm seems I'm cold and uncaring. Every single bit of advice behind it all is literally that soundbite. Every piece of advice I give. Next. Okay. <clears throat> 
Chevy, what does a white light flashing on the e-collar mean? It's an e-collar technology. Oh, it's a um, it's a blinker light. There's a, on the back of the remote collar. Hit the hit, it'll say light on off. It's the bigger of the buttons on the back. There's an M and a C, which are small, and then there's another button that says on off light. What I want you to do is hit it once really quick. The white light will stop blinking and it'll go solid, hit, which is now like flashlight mode. Hit it again and it goes back to flashing red or flashing green. All right, next. It's for people at night. You can activate it actually remotely. It's like, where's my dog? Where's my dog? Hit the light button. Oh, blinking light. Or if you're walking your dog at night, do the flashlight version next. Raymond. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for the show. You're welcome. Electric 1609. Chevy, you probably turned on the night light LED, oh, and then she gave instructions on how to do oh, it. Oh, cool. Next. Uh, Melissa, how can I correct a young Roddy that pushes through level 100 correction? Okay. Make sure we do the super the top chat oh, after I that. Oh, I didn't see that. Um, Melissa, what you're going to do, Melissa, after that is um, check for fit. Check for fit. Okay? Make sure you got a really good fit. Also, mm -hmm. some dogs blow through 100, so you might have to go up to the boss. You might have to actually get a double boss. And, it, and it's not usually not for – it's not an aggression issue. It's just a, so, and it's not like, oh, the dog has a high pain threshold. It's just like, but check for fit. It's, your fit is usually the number one thing. At this weekend seminar, we were working with a Malinois that its working level was, I think, about a 30. And once we adjusted the collar, it went down to three. So um, $5 from Mariah McClay. Oh, thank you, Mariah. Next. No question. All right. Michael, how can I get my dog to stay on his doggy bed and not sleep in my room? If he isn't in my room, he barks like crazy at night. So, Michael, knowing that I want you to be successful, knowing that you're not a dog trainer, knowing that I want you to be successful, and knowing that I want you to have a good quality of life, get yourself a crate, put the bed in the crate, put the dog, put, put, put the dog in the crate out of your bedroom. Remote collar on your dog. The dog barks. Tell it to shut up. Next. All right. Lydia, she says, Wes, ha, 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 pain in the ass dog life. Yep. Yep. Joe, uh, thank you for the free videos and help. We should be ready for hiking next year. Joe, damn good goal. Next. Awesome. Russ says, hey, Jeff and Joe. Hey, hey, Russ. Uh, the Latin road. Can we get number 108 out today, buddy? You're, you're killing me. Kicking my ass. Next. I put up a tip in a while. All right. Yeah, I did. Oh, let's help, well, help me with those next. Uh, no, we just read rest. The Latin Rose. My 11-month-old kind of Corso refuses to get into the truck for outings. I use a training prong collar and treats don't work. What can I do? No, treats aren't going to work. So I demonstrated this at the Elkhart, Indiana. Did you videotape that? No. You just took photos? I got really good pictures. Though. Okay. So I, 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 and I have to, I haven't finished that photo album yet. Okay. It's got to get up. Sorry. Get through it. All right. So um, what, what I, what. What I, what you're going to do is this. You're going to put a, it's, it's all done through force. Okay. It's all done through, it's all done through compulsion. Compulsion means leash pressure. What you do is you put a short line on your dog that you're normally using. You put a long line on your dog, put somebody in the truck already. All right. First of all, make sure your dog can actually jump in. Make sure your dog is physically able to jump in the truck. Like, oh, I got a chihuahua. I want it to jump in the back of my pickup truck. No. Okay. So make, if, it, if it's physically able to go into the truck, then we're going to do this. But we, I showed there was a woman who had a dog that would never get in the back of her SUV through the side door or the back door. It would put its, it would put its paws up and it would stand there. 
like this for however long she's on the dog. Okay. Never would get in. And within that, that took us a little bit longer, probably about five minutes total. Yeah. It wasn't like that long. Oh, you, that took longer than most <laughs> things that I, that I fix, fix. I don't think it was, I don't know. Three, like three minutes. Like the second try. It was just like, no, nah, it was like, took about three or four reps before we did it. So person's got a long line inside the truck. What they're going to do, they're going to be using all the most of the pulling. You're going to walk up, forget food. Food won't work for this protocol. Walk up to the truck. Let's go up, get in, truck, whatever your word is. And you go like this, but you're not going to have much leverage. The person in the truck is going to be pulling. At that point, they're putting a lot of pressure on the dog. You're putting pressure on the dog. If you have to then help that dog get in, do it. As long as the pressure stays on the whole time. They get in, good job, all right, wonderful. Have them come in, have them come out. You're going to keep doing that. You're going to notice the person actually with a long line is going to notice after a couple of reps that they're like, ooh, I don't have to pull as much. Then they stop pulling and it's only you. The reason why you're doing it next to the dog because the dog take, is, has that picture in its mind. And then we were able to get that dog to go in the truck hands-free. We did it through the back door and the side door, all within five minutes, a brand new dog never met before. And, and it's, it's not because I was at the seminar. All dogs do this. We've done it. it. Anytime a client has this problem, this is what we do. Next. Um, Chevy, who is this mythical New Zealand person? I need to contact them so we can form the New Zealand chapter of the Jeff Gelman fan club. Her name is Tash. T-A-S-H. Okay. If you want, email me privately and I'll get you her contact information. Mm. Next. Misty AEG. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. Chevy says, thanks, Electric. Yep. Oasis Mendez. How do I keep my dog from lunging at people walking towards me after sitting for a while? Is that our Oasis? Yes. Oasis. Oasis. Your your dog is with us. It, it's hey, Oasis, we love you. We love you. You're asking all these questions, though, and they're all going to be answered at your pickup. All of them. Your dog won't be doing these things anymore. All these questions. I want you to stop overthinking. Please. Stop overthinking everything. Like, all, every one of your questions that you ask, it's going, it's, it's either has been resolved or it's going to be resolved. We're going to literally show you hands-on. You don't need to ask us online anymore because you were going to show you, I don't want you to be more confused. Do you know what I mean? I don't want you to be more confused. We will literally show you. We're going to spend six hours with you showing you hands-on how to stop all this stuff. Your dog is not doing any of these things anymore. Like your dog doesn't do it with us, any of our trainers. Nope. We take your dog out in public all the time. All the time your dog is out in public. It's not lunging. It's not barking. You're going to have it. We're going to show you how to do it hands-on at the training center. It's going to confuse. If I try to explain it to you right now, you'll be confused. We're going to see you on Tuesday. When you come in, we're going to show you everything and more. Okay, next. Russ says, this is my favorite story to hear from you, Jeff. So amazing. Oh, thanks, Russ. 
Raymond trying to put my e-collar and prong every morning in her crate, but she keeps squirming and avoiding me. I keep having to pull her over via her flat collar. How should I correct this nonsense? You can put her in a down or pull her out, pull her out and put her in a sit, put a slip lead on the dog, pull her out, put her in a sit, and then put the training equipment on next. Karen. Hi, I have an e-collar on my dog, but use the bonker to stop him from chasing our cat. It worked beautifully. Thanks. Karen, it's all that matters. Next. Uh, photonic field. Do you let your dogs play rough together? Okay. My personal dogs. Absolutely. Okay. I, I, I let, let's see. I've got, um, the only two that do are Kira and girl, Kira and girl. And I've got great photos of them too. If you go through my feed, it's been a while since I posted them. You know, when we go, maybe when we're on the road, we'll take photos of them doing high drive play. Oh, they growl. They bite each other, everything. They don't fight. And the only reason why I do that is because I can say, cut it out. And they immediately stop. They immediately stop. So those are my rules. If I'm going to get you all revved up, I better be able to get you to immediately stop. We're talking about a split second. Next. Michael, my dog might be overprotective. Um, taking, I was taking a ball from another dog's mouth in the park and my dog went crazy like he wanted to attack. I guess because he thought the other dog was going to bite me. I don't want him to think being protective is bad. I just don't want him to be overprotective. No, 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 no. Michael, you don't want your dog to be protective at all. Please. Your dog, you know, you don't need your dog to protect you. You do not need your dog to protect you. If my dog ever did my, I've got protection dogs. One of my dogs is protection trained. If my dog, if my protection dog ever pulled any of that nonsense, there would be a high level consequence. None of my dogs better do that at all. It's not acceptable behavior. So you would, you would, so I don't want you to think that your dog should be protecting you. Because chances are your dog probably can't. But but if it has to, and the only reason why it would have to is because it'll know. It'll know you're in trouble. But 99.99999% of the time, it will never have to do that. So let's not even, let's make sure we get that out of your dog's mind. Let's make sure we get it out of your dog's mind. So what you would do is you'd role play it. But I also would be super careful about being off-leash around other dogs just in general. So what you can do is um, you're taking a dog from another dog's mouth in the park. I also would never take a ball out of a dog's mouth. That's a great way to get bit. So just think about those things. Next. Misty AEG. I'm going to the Seattle RV class. I have an English Mastiff who weighs more than me and is going to lose her shit and probably drag me. I'm so nervous. Is it still okay to come? Will I have help? Misty, you will not be alone. First of all, of course, we'll help you, but you'll do it on your own within a matter of minutes. You're supposed to be there. You're supposed to be there. If your dog loses its shit, I got fucking shit finding treasure maps that are easy to read. We'll find it. All right, next. Um, Mariah, just wanted to say thanks for all my questions. Couldn't figure out how to say something with the donation. Oh, no problem at all. Yeah, it's a couple of people couldn't do that. Yep. Melissa, collar is on tight. Roddy acts like she was just shot in low level correct when people are around, but will push through high levels when people aren't around. Drama queen. Yep. Bingo. Hi, you need a higher remote. Next. Russ says, yep, 108 is a good one. Next. Good. Um, Chevy, FYI, if you didn't know already, e-collar tech finally got the small dog e-collar going. It's called the micro educator. Yay for Linda's chihuahuas. Yeah, we got them shipped like in the first batch. Thank you. Uh, Spinisper, your heart is so huge, Jeff. Oh, thank you, hon. 
vegan dolls. Is it possible to train a dog to stay in my unfenced land without using a shock collar? She takes off in mad dogs, people. Vegan dolls, why would you want to not use one? I, I wouldn't let my dog out if that was my dog. I would put up a fence. I would put up a fence. So, you know, or keep my dog on a leash. But why would you want your dog not to have a remote collar on and not to make sure? And even then there's no guarantee. Dogs go through underground fencing. Guys, underground fencing, okay? Underground fencing is way more powerful than the, the remote collars that we use, the shock collars that we use. Way more powerful. Dogs on purpose, dogs on purpose run through them more than once, screaming the whole time. They know it's going to hurt. They still go through them. Why? The same reason why is if you put $1,000 50 yards from me and I had a remote collar on and you turned it all the way up, I'm going to get the $1,000 because whatever discomfort you are going to apply to me, it's worth it to get the $1,000. Now, I'm going to scream most likely the whole way through, or maybe I won't because maybe my adrenaline will override the discomfort. Now, if you put $10 over there, I won't even try. Nope. The consequence isn't worth it. So to me, being I want you to be a responsible pet dog owner. And if I had a dog that did that once, holy shit. I would never let my dog off leash unsupervised outside. And even then, how good can you train off leash recall with high, high level distractions? Because dogs blow through underground fences for a something that they want bad enough. So you got to be super careful about that. Is it possible? Yes, it's possible. What's your skill set and what's the dog like? Next. Oasis says, thanks. Love you guys. Love you too, Oasis. Tyler. Hey, Jeff. Dog trainer from Detroit here. Love you guys. And I'm always listening to your streams to better our training. Thankful to be able to educate people in the great method of praise and correction. Awesome. Tyler, man. Detroit, Detroit's starting to rock and roll, right? I'm from Ohio. So I'm from Ohio. I actually, um, I'm from Cleveland. We took a field trip. This is back when you guys had, you know, you guys were manufacturing cars up there. I don't know, maybe you still are, but 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 um, I know there's a lot of empty empty plants up there. Um, we I remember going to um, I think it was Ford. I remember going to the Ford plant up there, and we got a tour of part of the plant. We did this as a field trip. Like I was a young, it was it was young. It wasn't in high school. I don't think. I remember we all got on a bus and we went to Detroit. Next, the Latin Rose. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Chevy says, that's a t-shirt right there. Jeff Galvin has a shit-finding treasure map. <laughs> uh, All right. That's good. Jay Penny, my dog reactive dog, shakes her head when I correct with e-collar. Sometimes she'll do this when passing a dog when I haven't given her a correction. It's as if she's trying not to react. Should I correct this too or let her work through it herself? Work through it herself. And that's, that's I don't want to say it's common because it's not common, but it doesn't surprise me doesn't surprise me at all. I, I, I'd rather your dog do that than be reactive. Next. Javier. Hi, hi Jeff. I have a highball driven German Shepherd. I want to be able to overpower her drive and make her spin like a dime when I throw the ball. How do I do that? Well, 
You have to teach recall with no distractions. So first thing you've got to do is this. You've got to first teach that with no distractions. All right? Teach with no distractions. And you're going to do that with a long line on and the remote collar and teach basic off-leash recall. Okay? Now, some dogs won't. Well, no, if it's a high-drive dog, you probably can get that. So I want you to do that. Then what I want you to do is start adding distractions in, adding distractions in, and you're going to keep it up. But this is the way it is. Teach you with no distractions, add distractions. And then finally, you'd add a ball going, throw the ball slow. You do that. And then eventually, you do the, do the ball, chuck it, and you keep the dog on a long line. Keep the dog on a long line. Next. Adam, my dog runs the door when someone comes to the door, and I cannot call her back. She's not aggressive. You can call her back any other time, but she will not respond from the door. Okay. So, Adam, it's aggression's got nothing to do with it. I don't want any dogs running towards the door. And the reason why the dog – guys, anytime your dog does something when there's no distractions but doesn't listen when there is, that's normal animal behavior. It's called a distraction. Got it? It's, it's, it's no different. It's like you're talking with somebody in a quiet room and you, you're listening to them, hopefully. There's a TV on, <coughs> you know, in the background with, depends on your genre, 70s, 80s, 90s porn, depending on what your genre is, right? And like, I'm sorry, honey, what did you say? Right? So it's called a distraction. It's common, right? So... I'm sure your dog isn't watching porn, so it might not be relevant, but I just wanted to talk about like how powerful distractions are. So what you do is, is don't give your dog an obedience command when it races towards the door, okay? Stop that. What you're gonna do is teach it no first, then step two is obedience command, right? Step two is obedience command. Get yourself a bonker, the towel wrapped up, you're going to say no, throw it at the door. Your dog goes, holy shit, what was that? Boom, that's your punisher. Or remote collar, no, remote collar. And then you, then step two, call your dog back. Next. Uh, Tyler, I hate training a dog on an underground fence. They're so unreliable and you get dogs getting skimmed 50 feet from the barrier. Much prefer the e-collar. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of families do underground fencing. I'm not against them. You know, I'm not against them. I just like people to, I don't like them in people's front yards um, at all because dogs will end up, you know, I don't want any dog to run the fence line, but it doesn't keep things from coming in um, either. It has its downfalls. Next. Uh, Michael, my dog jumps up on my counters. He won't do it with the e-collar on. When it's off, he will do it. I don't want to have the collar on 24-7. Well, you don't have to have the collar on 24-7 because... Um, your dog's in a crate at night and in a crate when you're not home. So the dog's in a crate um, at night, so you don't have to worry about that. And if it's not, it should be because it could die. Um, um, I wouldn't take a chance on my dog doing an unwanted behavior in an uh, it was uncontained. Um, and the remote collar can be you wake up, it becomes a lifestyle. But if you correct your dog high enough, um, um, you got to set you have to do is you have to set your dog up. Got to set your dog up to do it. So, um, and it's you would say if you set it up, you do it at a high enough level, it'll become a verse. And if you do enough remote cower training, then the dog doesn't necessarily always get cower smart. All right, doesn't get cower smart. Next, 
vegan dolls. I have a huge area of land, so it's a barbed wire fence. I've never heard anyone talk about e-collars. I'm from Boulder. Our dogs eat at the table. So e-collars are not unique. There's probably about a million a year they get sold. I would I, I would probably bet 20 million dogs in the United States use them. People in Boulder, Colorado use them. Um, you don't have to do underground fence. You can do a remote collar. Um, th that's how you're going to train your dog. So find a balanced dog trainer in Boulder. And if your dogs eat at the table, that's a sign that your dogs, you're probably, you're, you're probably going to possibly struggle because it's a mindset. It's a mindset. So, um, what you want to do is start, and, and many people talk about remote collars, many it's, it's like common conversation. So what I would like you to do is start jumping into our, jumping into our, um, uh, 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 plethora. I was just trying to think of our, our you know, our, our library, our plethora of videos and start following us. I'd recommend your dog not sleep um, in your bed, not get on furniture, get your dog away from the table right now, have it go off to the side while you guys are eating family meals and start being really, really um, structured with your dog's life. Because then when you start working it outside, for some reason, your dog feels that it's okay. What's happening is your dog feels that it's okay to go after people. But it's a good way to have your dog killed, just to let you know. It's a good way for your dog to be killed. And if I'm if I'm walking down the street with one of my kids and an off-leash dog comes crashing out of a yard, or if I see an off-leash dog coming at me, I assure you, I'm going to do whatever I can to protect my child. Because... All, what you can do is Google dog attacks human. I'm not talking about dog fights. I'm not talking about planned dog fights. I'm talking about, and a lot of those videos get taken down, but there's enough of them up there. Dogs go after humans and cause horrific damage. Okay. I've been attacked by off-leash dogs before. So many of my listeners have been attacked by off-leash dogs. So many of my listeners' dogs have been attacked with off-leash dogs coming out of a coming out of a, a yard. When an off-leash animal comes at me, I'm going to assume it's meant to do harm. I will not take a chance on it. And if my children and I'm old school, if my wife is with me, uh-uh, all bets are off. All bets are off. All right, next. Daniel, hey, Jeff and Joelle. Jeff, looking forward to those solid canine t-shirts. Hope you were serious. Love the content and motivation you give us all. Thank you, Daniel. I'm probably going to be doing um, What Would Jeff Do t-shirts, just to let you know. Next. Bev, want to attend Seattle seminar. My dog has been trained, but we can always learn more and refine skills. Is your seminar for all levels ever come to Oregon? I don't come to Oregon at all. That doesn't mean I won't. It's for all levels. It's from the most basic level there is, like... How do you hold a leash to dog trainers that are there to learn more? Next. Uh, Gabriel, my dog got pressure sores, been switching sides every four hours. Do you think I can still use e-collar with the sores? Yeah, just make sure they're not doing it. You probably left the sore, the collar in one spot. By the way, if anybody ever says they burn, they don't burn. It's, pre it's literally pressure sores. You might want to look at the, um, you probably left the, you probably left the, the collar on one spot. And some dogs have sensitive skin for too long. You can also look into a um, comfort pad as well. Next. They also have a comfort pad with wings. Next. Grant, dog completely blows off client. She does the 180, circles with e-collar, stops in auto sits, and dialing up with e-collar heel. 
dog gets adrenalized with client. If I touch the leash, the dog is flawless. Right. So Grant, buddy, that's your job, right? That's the magic. That's the magic of dog training. So it sounds like you've been, it sounds like you've been training dogs for a little bit. Um, cause you threw out that $200,000 on uh, one app. So I, it sounded like you're being, you're, you're really, really busy. So I can't imagine this is the first time it's happened, but it's, it's often that with a dog, the dog is always usually good with us. Big deal. We're dog trainers. The, the, the art of my industry, the art of any good dog trainer, the, the art of any good dog trainer is, can you pass on that information to the owner in a way the owner will receive the information, which means, by the way, my colleagues, stop bashing and shaming and being rude and condescending to clients. Stop. You're being an asshole. You need to educate the consumer, the client, the one that actually keeps you in business on how they can do what you do without them studying dog training. That's why we make our training owner specific, which means simple, uncomplicated. They're not going to do what we can do. I, I, I imagine I've spent, I don't know, over 4,000 dogs, how many hours is, I mean, like, and those are, those are board and train and one-on-one dogs. How many hours is that of dog training? It's going to be a huge amount of dog training in the last 14 years. Like they're never going to do that, nor do they want to do that. So the magic is of you teaching the dog, number one, teach the owner how to get the dog out of arousal, right? That's the most important thing. And then being able to Get that dog to a level where the owner, all they have to do is say technically yes and no to the dog. That's the job. That's the job. Next. Uh, Tyler, yeah, we still make some cars, but mostly just abandoned buildings and unfortunately tons of rescue dogs because everyone in the ghetto thinks it's cool to chain a bully and leave it until it's rescued. I know, Tyler. I know. You know, that's, you know, the cool part about that is, the cool part about that is, Tyler about Detroit. You guys have a huge, um, you you got a huge on what do you guys have? 70,000 abandoned buildings there, something like that. And um, uh, the thing about Detroit and, and, and all the abandoned buildings and, 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 and a lot of the areas in our country that are lower income and, and the way that they look at dog ownership, it gives you a great opportunity to do this huge education. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine how many acts of kindness you can do in Detroit? It's pretty fucking cool, isn't it? I mean, let's, 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 it's so easy for people to say, and this isn't you, Tyler, buddy, this isn't you at all. Um, It's easy to say like, yeah, they're chaining their dogs and they are. I mean, I know dogs are in backyards, they're chained and they've got a dog house and I get it. I mean, I get it. But gosh, man, I would, I'd set up shop right in the middle of what you call the ghetto. I'd be there every fucking week for one day doing free dog training seminars, going door to door. 
You know, hey, who wants some free dog training? Who needs some help with their dog? Come on out. Let's go. They never have to hire me. There'll never be any money. There'll never be any money at all. And I'm not going to do it for publicity or to drum up business. Man, the active kindness opportunity in Detroit, it's overflowing. Think about it. Think about it. Next. Adam Hunt says, John and Yoko. Um. Yeah, what's that? Is that the, you're doing <laughs> your that Adam, what, what did I miss? <laughs> no That's idea. the Beatles, I know, but it's like, yeah. yeah, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. What is that, you know? I don't know. I'm not maybe sure what that refers to. I don't know, or maybe I forgot your, what, what, what your question was. That's applicable. All right. Tyler says, I know you're from Ohio. thought that was awesome when I found out about it. Uh, Michiganders are really against balanced positive punishment. 90% of our job is education. Just to let you know, Tyler, it's not just in Michigan. It's not just in Michigan. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So Michigan's no different than Ohio, which is no different than Rhode Island, which is no different than California, which is no different than Texas. Next. Um, Mariah, is the dog tour 280C really safe to use at the beach? It just seems like water and electricity shouldn't be a thing. Sorry, I'm just scared. So it's not electricity at all. All right. And have I ever used one and demonstrated in water? I don't, I, I haven't, but I guess I my could. Wes has swam with his. Yeah, no, I? my dogs swim with mine all the time. It's not electricity. It's not electricity. So, but I think one of my colleagues, I mean, I've put one on my hand and stuck it in a thing of water before and used it. If anything, the level goes down because the water carries the stem. All right. It doesn't, it's not, a, it's not electricity at all. If it was, I wouldn't swim my dogs with them. So I swim in the ocean <coughs> in lakes. Next question. Um, I lost it. Give me one second right here. Okay. Um, vegan doll says everyone here is very accommodating to everyone else's dogs quirks. You'd have a heyday in Boulder. Cool. <laughs> um, Tyler, people think an underground Fence is a replacement for supervision, and by the time they notice, the dog is 30 houses down. I know. I know. Um, Sorry. I was oh, there's a top chat. Top chat. Grant, I think it might be something relationship-based in the home. Just tell her Creighton down stays in the home. Yeah. So, Grant, this is what you're going to do. Obviously, it's always relationship-based. It's always relationship-based. That's your job. Your job is to your job is to investigate, to give advice, and make it easier for the owner. So um, we're big advocates of place, you know. I mean, or teach the owner how to de-arouse the dog. Teach the owner what to do. So go to their house and literally walk them through how things should be, and spend time with the owner. Spend time with the owner. Next. We doing two hours tonight. We don't. Oh, going for it. You want to? Are you up for it? We're already almost there. <laughs> I mean, I'll go 12 hours. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, I'm, guys, I'm doing a 12-hour marathon. Yeah. All right. I can do it. You can be able to do Can you last for 12 hours? We'll have to have shifts. We'll have to have, like, Whitney and Linda and me and okay. whoever else. All right. Cool. Yeah, right. I'll, do, I'll go 12 hours straight. Next. Tyler, I've never used a bonker, actually. Incredibly interested in it. It almost seems comical, but in a great way. And if it works, then I'm open to anything. Yeah, it works. It works. 
It's great. Next. Robin, what is the difference between when you were telling dogs to break from place versus here, then moving them to a different location? Um, the big difference. Break is free. Break is my free command. Here is recall. Next. Uh, Tyler, Mariah, it's not that kind of shock. It's technically like a power outlet. Yep, it's next. not electricity like a power outlet. Uh, vegan dolls, not sleep in your bed. Oh my God, I'm clutching pearls over here. You're right though. I know we'll do it. Thank you, vegan. We, <laughs> we'd get along just fine. Next. And I love a good vegan meal, by the way. Next. So you should go to Boulder because they have a lot of good food there. I know. Tyler, what's going to be your closest seminar to Michigan, even if it isn't planned quite yet? Wife and I want to meet um, you so I'm much. I'm going to be in Canton, Ohio. That's already on the on the on the the docket, and I'll be in Elkhart, Indiana. There's no dates announced for that. I was just in Elkhart, Indiana. Next, Tyler says, "Sorry, I rarely catch your streams live, so I'm not shutting up." <laughs> Tyler, do me a favor. Shut the fuck up and stop asking questions. You're way over the, the limit of questions. <laughs> nice, Kimberly. I freaking love your philosophy. Stop being an asshole. No. <laughs> yep. Don't even answer. Tyler, we're not answering Tyler's <laughs> questions anymore. You really want me to skip yeah, that? Yeah, Tyler, we're cutting you off. All right. <laughs> we're cutting you off, man. Melissa posted your um, link for the seminars yeah. for him. Night Wizard. Oh, my God. You're, li you're live. Our 18-month-old Doxy is fear-biting our new lab puppy. So I, it's got to be – let's 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 not call it fear-biting. Let's call it just biting. All right? Let's just call it biting. Got it? So you're going to really F that puppy up for the rest of its life if you don't stop it. Right now, you're going to have to keep them separate. That's not the answer. All right? You got to find someone that can actually help you that understands it. Okay? So and and don't, if they say, yeah, we have to create a positive association for the older dog with a puppy. No, you don't. You have to make it suck for that older dog to bite the puppy. That's how you fix it. Next. Uh, Gabrielle, by the way, Joel, you're an inspiration. That's Gabe. Oh, Gabriel. It's Gabe in Hawaii. Okay. Yeah. Hi, Gabe in Hawaii. Yeah. By the way, you're an inspiration. Started going to the gym. So thankful for what you do. Gabe. Proud of you, buddy. Awesome. You know, I forgot. To, I was up this morning at 311. You never even posted I forgot it. to post it on my Instagram stories. Jeff was up at 311 a.m. Everyone. <laughs> no. Just no, I'm just I'm talking about like changing of lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot it, man. I forgot to post it. But that's yeah. like that's not a change for you. That's like every day. Yeah, but then going, I mean going to the going to the gym every single day has been yeah, has you've been, been good. It's been good next. And eating like I'm I'm sticking to my 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 fitness Your pal. Macros, yeah, she's great. she does training for me and, and diet plan and diet plan for me. And then next. he broke a rib. Yep, next. Um, Chris, I'm finding that currently the majority of my clients do not care like I do. Many of them spend the money and time but don't invest their own time so the dog does not progress. Am I alone here? Any guidance? You can yes, you can start pick, picking better clients. Start pre-screening clients, picking better clients. Chris, you should really join my think about joining my Patreon channel. Like I've got so many dog trainers that are on my Patreon channel, patreon.com slash solid canine training. I've got, oh jeez, I don't know how many. I do monthly Skypes with so many trainers just to, just to check in, give advice, business advice, personal growth, social media, a little bit of dog training advice, but most of it's like how to just keep their business running. 
you know, they do 15 minute and 30 minute Skype sessions with me. And then there's a reduced price on my Skype session. I mean, I mean, on my Patreon channel, so many, I'm right now I'm mentoring a huge amount of people, you know, on a monthly basis. It's not something I usually talk about, but, but a huge amount of people next. Uh, Russ says the only thing that I've found with using remote collar and water is that if it's not taken off right after and neck dries, then the dog is more likely to get sores due to water softening up the skin. Right. Who just said that? Russ. Russ, thank you so much. Thank you. Yep. So Russ, so Russ, um, um, the only thing you're right. What I do is this, um, is you after salt water, especially take it off and rinse it off. But absolutely. If the strap is, if, if the, if the fur is wet, and then the strap is on it. You, it absolutely can create also just just strap sores around it. Okay, and then absolutely there could be an issue, um, a higher issue with the kind the, the, the pressure source. So you want to dry it all out, dry that area out. Next, um, Night Wizard says, "Got it." GSP life. Whenever someone says something about my e-collar, I politely tell them to mind their own effing business. It saved my dog's life. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Keep in mind that it, it takes a really rude person to make a comment like that. You know what I mean? It takes a really rude person to do that. And your at your attitude, your attitude is fine. Your attitude is fantastic. Next. Night wizard says, thank you so much. Awesome. Mariah. Great. Thanks for the info. Going to try the e-collar at the beach tomorrow. But hold on here. Hold on here. But Mariah, make sure your dog is trained on the remote collar first. I want to make sure your dog knows the remote collar. Or your dog does know the remote collar, you're just afraid to use it at the beach. And then that's okay. But also remember, the beach is a high-level distraction. So be careful about not having it. Um, you have to train your dog. So all dogs should be trained to recall out of water as well. Out of water. Next. Uh, Nicholas, wearing a prong collar, my dog will right turn with me without leash pressure, but will bite the leash when I turn left into him. He also leads me and won't slow with leash pops. What should I do? Okay, Nicholas, two different issues here. Two different issues. So the dog bites the leash out of an objection, out of an objection, all right? It's probably connected to the turn. The dog doesn't like you pushing into it. The dog doesn't know how to yield to you yet. And he's still learn how to yield to you. Meaning when you when you make a left turn, if your dog's on your left and you make a left turn, your dog should look like, it should look like a synchronized swimming team. And it shouldn't look like this. Okay, And that's through training. Training will get you that. As far as your dog pulling, that's because your dog doesn't know how to heal properly. So remember, guys, Food doesn't train dogs. Got it? Food doesn't train dogs. We use food in our training program. It doesn't train dogs. Training trains dogs. If I took food, my dogs don't know. Um, what don't they know? They know a bunch of tricks. Um, they don't know how to backflip. Okay, okay, forget it. Okay, Text doesn't know rollover. I'll just make it simple. Tex does not roll over. He's my newest dog. He's a Malinois. He doesn't know roll over. Why? I never trained it to him. At least I don't think he did. I mean, maybe his last owner did. I don't know. But I'll, I can find out. Um, he's very food motivated. He's very ball motivated, actually. He loves the ball. He loves the tug. If I took food and I held it up and I said, roll over, he wouldn't do it. Does that make sense? I'd have to train him to do it. Food doesn't teach down. I can use food as a reward or a lure to teach down. 
training, though, is teaching the command. So even if you're doing luring, it's still training. But the, the stationary object of the food is not train is not going to train the dog. The collar on the dog, the collar on the dog's neck, won't stop the dog from just pulling. There has to be leash communication as well. And so that's where when you're just because the collar is on, but if the training didn't change, then nothing will change. Next. Mm, Melissa posted the link to your Patreon. Oh, thank you. Tyler says, have a great night, guys. You rock, Jeff. Tyler, you don't have to leave if I pissed you, if I scared you. Thanks. Love you. Say, Tyler. <laughs> Did you say his wife wants to meet me, too? Yeah. To say, say hello to your wife, too. Next. Uh, Samantha, my dog sometimes whines during training outside when some small distractions show up. Does this? Does the work continue to work him through it? Still does the work. Continue to work him through it. Correcting stops it. Then another distraction comes, and he will do it yeah, again. Correct, tire. But yeah, you definitely, you definitely are not gonna. You're definitely gonna work him through it. Definitely work the dog through it, and definitely correct. Next, Tim. How do you correct a dog for biting if they happen to not be wearing their prong or e collar at the time? They should be. You can use a bonker if you've got a dog that bites. That dog should have a, that dog should have equipment on whenever it's out of the crate. If I if I if I if I have a dog that was biting, that dog would always have training equipment on. That dog would always probably have a leash on as well. Because you're not done yet. You're not done yet. And it's like, geez, do you mean the dog always has to have a remote collar on? Well, it sleeps for sleeps for 10 hours a day. You probably go to work. But it's not that difficult to have a collar on your dog all day long. It has its probably has its flat buckle collar on. Why not have a remote collar on? Well, you mean I have to carry around this handset? You carry around your cell phone? Sure. Right? I mean, you are training your dog. If I had a biting dog, that dog would always have equipment on. If that dog bit once a month, it would have a, it would have equipment on it every day. Absolutely. Next. Until I, until I eliminated the problem. Mariah, yes, he knows the e-collar, but true, thank you. I'm going to mostly use it to stop him from eating random stuff, puke, poop, sea crap, oh, etc. Yeah. That that's a that's a high correction. Your donkey gets sick or die. Next. Christine, hi Jeff and Joelle. What command word do I use when I'm tapping on the e-collar and trying to get his attention away from bikes that ride by? I've been saying out. Well, it the word the, the word you can say strawberries. Okay, you say strawberries. That's the word. Say strawberries. Great. Now you got to train the dog. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? The word doesn't matter as long as the word is consistent. But if you want strawberries to mean turn away and look at me and focus on me and don't take your eyes off of me, you can train strawberries. Banana, sauerkraut, broccoli. Yo dude, like you could anything. Words don't train dogs. Training trains dogs. You assign a word to the, the that training thing. Hey, <laughs> cut the shit. Everyone can hear you, Tex. Okay. So you guys might get you guys might see a bonker used. What's he doing? Just licking himself? He's just, he's just his arm is like this and he's he's <laughs> licking right in there. Okay. Oh it's like he's kissing his muscles <laughs> <laughs> right there. Okay. So you guys might see a bonker. If you hear me say wow, no, if you, guys, if you guys hear me say no and you see my arm go like that, that's because 
text didn't stop what he was doing. Got it? So I practice what I preach, guys, right? I'm no fool. Next. Oh, so, oh, so for focus, teach focus, whatever word you decide, you can do it. But if your dog's staring at something, you can use the word. I would say you can always use the universal word, which is no, and use the remote. Next. Out to me means release something from your mouth or get out of here. Next. Kimberly, what do you do for dogs that only do a command if you're holding a treat? I call it great sour. What do you do for dogs? Say that again. What do you do for dogs that only do a command if you're holding a treat? I call it great okay. sour. We don't do anything because we're never in that situation. Okay? You shouldn't have the food in your hand. Food is Food should be a reward. There should be not. Your hand should be empty other than maybe a remote. Your hand should be empty. The reward is given after. So what you're doing is you're bribing your dog, which means you've never gone up to punishment, which means you've never, which is fine, which is, which is like most dogs and most dog trainers, actually, you need to go up to punishment for lack of compliance of a known command. So you have to go up to punishment for lack of compliance of a known command. That's the magic of dog training. Because if a dog won't do it without the reward, then your, our job's not done yet. Our job's not done yet. So you have to get that dog up to punishment level. Next. Um, Adam, true of humanity, conditioning. That's how the army works. Yep. Chris, thanks, guys. I guess I need to learn to ask better questions when interviewing potential clients on their level of commitment. I tell them stories and remind them of their responsibility they all nod their heads, but only the minority follow through. Okay. They're nodding their heads. Stop doing so much talking. Put an put a very long application on your website. Have people go to your website. This is how we this is how we get clients. Okay. We don't sell the clients at all. I don't do demonstrations for clients. I don't upsell clients. I don't try to convince clients at all. If you don't know that you need us to train your dog, then I'm not interested. All people do, I say all, most people that call us already know they want to hire us and just want to know which program do they fit into. I don't sell dog training. If somebody calls me up and says, Jeff, can you tell me about your dog training? I say, have you been to our website yet? They say, no, I haven't. I say, go there first. Snoop around. Look at what we do. Go to my frequently asked questions section. Go to my YouTube channel. Look through all that stuff. See if you think we're right for you. Fill out a contact form. Fill out the contact form. Then we talk. I don't do demos. I don't do assessments. That's just the, that's the I, I'm looking for the right clients because it's a win-win. I want it to be a win-win. We turn down business, not because we're busy, not because we have big egos, because we don't feel that they're, they're going to be successful. And I don't want them to spend the money. We have people that are like, yep, I want to put my dog into a boarding train, $4,500. Okay, great. Okay, great. But I need to assess you, the human. Your dog will be fine. We never... We're at a level now of training where we can handle any dog of any behavior. We deal with highly aggressive human dogs. 
we deal with dog killers. The human, though, we want to make sure is successful. That's where the work goes into. If we don't feel they'll be successful, we won't we won't take them because we want it to be a win-win. Next. Nicholas says, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Uh, Chris says, it's very disheartening. I'm only seven months in, so hopefully I'll become hardened. You don't need to become hardened. I mean, I come across as hardened. I'm getting this show. I'm a very soft, loving human being that has a huge amount of empathy for people, and I'm very caring. I'm so caring, but I'm so respectful of somebody's pocketbook, and, and I want them to succeed. If I can't, I won't do it. Now, meanwhile, I've got 5,000 videos out there for free. So you can get help. You can get help. So next. Uh, Gabriel, have you had to give Tex any high corrections? <laughs> Hell yeah. He's a dog. <laughs> He's a dog. And I do a lot of stuff with him. He's also a high drive male. Hell yeah. He, you don't do much whispering to him. Now I do. Yeah, we whisper. But yeah, I'm trying to think for what. Something with Kira while she's in heat, I'm sure. Yeah, he mounted Kira. He, yeah, he mounted Kira. He popped right off of her. Uh, mm, no, her heat, her heat seems to be over. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, he got a little bit, people got a little bit uh, growly um, in a situation. He, 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 sometimes he'll, he'll, he'll get in my yard. He'll act protective. And I, and I like, I tell him not to in the vehicle, in the RV, my dogs are allowed to be protective if I'm not there. So I've got different rules. My dogs, but number one, they're capable of, they're capable of actually being, doing responsible biting. You know, two of my dogs are so both Tex and Kira are 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 responsible and reliable enough to actually do um, and trained to do protection work. Um, but when I'm in my vehicle, they're not allowed to display any of that behavior at all. It's annoying. I don't want it. I don't need it. Um, at night, when I'm sleeping in the RV, there's a certain level they can do because. RVs are big targets, and I sleep in Walmart parking lots, truck stops, and rest stops. So um, uh, there's a there's a level that I allow them to do it. Um, and when I'm not in the vehicle, they are allowed to protect the RV to the full extent of of their abilities, because I'm not in the vehicle with a gun to do it myself. Next. Uh, Hitesh, how to meet with a human aggressive dog? Um, if you don't know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, um, on this show, it would be irresponsible. So what I will say is have the owner, um, you working with human aggression. I always advise dog trainers not to do it because you I mean, you could actually die, you know, you know, depending on the size of the dog. I mean, you could die. Um, you could be highly injured. Your career can be ended. Um, you could do something wrong and the dog bites you and the dog could die through a mistake you made. Um, 
So, and it takes a very, very unique set of skills to work with a human aggressive dog, um, as well as lots and lots of experience with dogs, hundreds, if not thousands of dogs to, to understand how to rehabilitate aggression. Um, but the big thing is your, the dog should be muzzle conditioned. So it wears a muzzle. But if you're interested in learning, you know, that's not a free 10 second, 15 second, one minute conversation. That would be a Skype session. And even then uh, my attitude with you would still be like, do you really want to do it? I would probably try to talk you out of it. Um, you're better off, what you're better off doing is shadowing or interning with somebody that specializes in it and really learning how to do it. It's, um, it is extremely dangerous. We're talking true aggression, a dog that will bite you, bite you, that has no problem putting harm on you. They're intending to harm you. Intent to harm. Okay, next. Christine, got it, Jeff. Think I will use cut the shit for my words. LOL. Thanks. You rock. Love you, Christine. Thank you. And it's 10 o'clock. <laughs> you want to keep like how late are you gonna keep me here? <laughs> There's 20 20 seconds left. All right, we'll do one more. Christine Carrier. Oh, that we just said that one. Kimberly. I meant treat sour. Okay, that makes sense. Got it. Marvelous maker. So one can use the same command word for two different things? No, not at all. You'll confuse the heck out of the dog. No, you assign a word to a command. You can use it for two different things. That would, that would, that would incredibly confuse the dog. That's not what I meant. I meant the word doesn't mean anything. Into Guys, Starbucks didn't mean coffee shop until somebody came up with the word Starbucks and then opened up a coffee shop. Google was not a search engine before it was a search engine. You can't use the word, you can't use the command for two different commands at all. No. What I meant is the word doesn't do the training. Training does the training and then you assign the word to what you're doing. So you usually give the word after you show the dog what you want it to do. What I mean by that is I can go up to a, dog that's never spoken English before teach and, and speak it an English word and it won't know what to do. And they'll say to me, no, 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 my dog speaks French. Give it French commands. And I'll and so then I'll give it French commands and I'll go and then I'll do everything I wanted to do. That's what I meant by that. Anyway, guys, we've been on for two hours and one minute and six seconds. She's on the payroll. So this was an expensive show. She did the whole show. Um, I'm madly in love with you guys. You guys are extremely special. I'll be on here either Wednesday or Thursday night. Check Wednesday morning or Thursday morning on Instagram, as well as on um, Facebook, as well as on YouTube. And you'll see the little thumbnail there. Um, same place will be, uh, it'll probably be at eight o'clock as well on those days. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you for these two hours. I really, um, I feel honored and I feel blessed to share my information to all of you out there that are kicking ass, man. Fucking rock on. You guys are killing it. I'm really proud of you. For all the people that um, uh, watched the show for the first time and you didn't throw up in your mouth, you know what? <laughs> Thank you, man. I love you. And um, if you didn't throw up in your mouth, I, I, I'd still give you a hug. 
I'd give you a hug. Yeah, kiss? Eh, probably not. But, you know, I'd give you a hug. <laughs> all right. All right, guys. Take care. Love you all.